Wildcat 91.9 Sports tackles the day's top headlines about your favorite teams, your favorite players, and who's putting numbers on the board. As always, Wildcat 91.9 Sports is supported by Tanner's Bar and Grill in the Bill, Meritrust Credit Union of Manhattan, Meadowlark Hills Retirement Community, Midwest Dream Car Collection, and by WTC Fiber Communications. Tonight's skill player is Jasmine Halliburton. She's not complicated, but she can't be replicated because no one is doing it quite like her. It's time to run it back with Jasmine Halliburton on Wildcat 91.9. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Run It Back here on Wildcat 91.9. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and joined with me is John Grove. You know, the usual, the man with the plan. Y'all feel like that? Y'all do feel like that. Yeah, I know that's what like I, that. that's no, I, that's what we talking about. That's what we talking about. But guys, <laughs> it's, uh, I know, I know. Uh, it's been a long time since y'all heard my voice. It's been, what, three weeks? It's been three it's, weeks. It's been a while. It's been a long time. John has been holding it down right here for me behind the microphone, and I really appreciate him for it. But I do I, I do, I do, owe y'all an explanation why I was gone for so long. Okay, you see, I was supposed to only be gone for one week. It's been a stressful semester, as all semesters go. I was burnt out. Seven years of college will do that to a lady, okay? I was burnt out. I need to go home, need a little vacay, you know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> so I went home. Only was supposed to be home for one week in Amarillo, Texas. Parents just moved to Amarillo, so it's still new to me. Okay, cool, one week. Then all of a sudden, I got sick. I got this little stomach bug, and it, honestly, it's the type of stomach bug that makes, it, that makes your stomach sound like you had a, a, a couple of boots in the dryer. Unfortunately, that's what, that, that's what I was going through. That's what I was going through. The old stomach bug. The old stomach bug. And let me tell y'all something. I don't normally get sick. I'm, I am blessed to have a very healthy immune system where I don't, use, I don't get sick very often. But for some damn reason, being in Amarillo made me sick not only once, but maybe twice. Okay? After that second week where I was already supposed to be here with that stomach bug, okay, cool. When I finally was getting over that, and then all of a sudden, bam, I get a damn cold. But oh, I'm like, okay, man. fine. It's just a cold. I can still travel with that, right? Well, no, because now every damn flight going out of Amarillo was either canceled or delayed. Couldn't go through because Dallas had a giant storm with a bunch of tornadoes in it. Couldn't fly that day. Another time you had Amarillo, you had flights being delayed an hour because of maintenance and whatever. And I had to get back. I had to go to work. I had to make money. I got bills to pay, damn it. So I had to be back for the Texas Tech series of K-State baseball because I was doing the game Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I was, and I was able to get back here on Friday morning because my parents uh, being as gracious people as they are they got up at three o'clock in the morning to drive me to Lubbock after finding out that we had to drive to Lubbock at 12 o'clock that night because I would have possibly missed my game that Friday so me Clyde were driving my parents down to Lubbock in order to make this flight to get back to Manhattan so I can do my damn job you feel me but then that's where I wanted to tell you the story John because in all, all right. in the process of all this, Amarillo is holding me hostage. If if y'all can if y'all couldn't get that in y'all's head, Amarillo, Texas was holding me hostage. They said you ain't going nowhere, Jasmine. You're gonna stay right here and you're gonna like it. You're gonna stay over in West and you're Texas. Like it because it was the first two weeks was cool. Okay, I'll be like, okay, there's a little break. I mean, I hate that I was sick, but I mean, I ain't got nothing to do. I'm just gonna sit here and watch basketball all day. All right, fun. But I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go. I gotta go. I want to go. I need money to. I got money to pay bills. I need, I ain't got none of that. Okay, I got stuff to do. But still, the story I'm telling you about, John, because I do believe this what caused Kansas State baseball 
to uh, take it to Texas Tech this weekend, 14th mm-hmm. ranked Texas Tech. Because because I told you, my parents were taking me and Clyde, my Clyde, my dog Clyde, to to Lubbock to fly out of the airport to get to Manhattan. Is All that, right, cool. Is that south of Amarillo? Or? Uh, yes, gotcha. yes, yes. That's a that's like an hour and a half south of Amarillo. So they were so gracious enough to take me and Clyde to to Lubbock Airport. So. I was I had Clyde. I had Clyde with me. We're going through TSA, you know, walking through the airport and all this, you know. It wasn't crowded, but there was enough people because it was 530 in the morning. You want to know what this damn dog did? Oh, no. He done popped a squat <laughs> right in the middle of the Lubbock Airport. Just right there. Stopped dead in his track. Just bloop, bloop. I was like, bro, what are you <laughs> doing? He's like, I couldn't hold it. So he just took he just took a dump right in the middle of the Lubbock Airport. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I was looking around. I'm like, um... I'm sorry. I, luckily, I had some damn poop bags with me to get this up quick, fast, and in a hurry before any more people saw it. If, this, if we were lucky we got past TSA, because if we didn't, they probably would have put me on the no-fly list. It's just because just because the little turd that he didn't have to, to, to get rid of in the Lubbock airport. But, but this is the point where I'm making where I do believe this was a good omen for Kansas State, because I had my Kansas State sweatshirt on, mm-hmm. and everyone else around me had Texas Tech Raider gear on. So... To have my dog, who is obviously a Kansas State fan, to take a dump in no better place than Lubbock to just really be the good omen of K-State baseball beating 14th-ranked Texas Tech this weekend. I, you just got to look at the you gotta look at the happy things, you know what I mean, John? <laughs> you got to look at the signs where you can take them. And yep. it, it sucked at the moment, but as I got to thinking, I was like, you know what would be real funny? If we won this series this weekend because my dog decided to take a dump in Lubbock. And... Lo and behold, guess what uh-huh. happened? Guess what happened? Them bad cats, baby. Who am I to deny destiny? I'm just saying, who is Clyde to deny his bows when it clearly is meant for something bigger, such as Kansas State baseball taking it to Texas Tech this weekend? And yesterday, probably the craziest baseball game I think I've probably ever seen. Oh, uh, the KUK State game, uh, game three down in, down in Lawrence. That was the craziest game. Oh I yeah, that recall. one too. But this, but mm-hmm. this was a, it was a really good game three between K State and Texas Tech as well. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. And I actually talked to head coach Pete Hughes uh, after the game yesterday, and you know, let's get let's get his thoughts. And not only the game, just the atmosphere that was Manhattan, Kansas, and all the people that showed up and showed out at Toyton Family Stadium. I told our guys before the game. That doesn't happen. You guys who are just here for year one, that doesn't happen around here in baseball. You know, we sold out Tuesday night game. That, that game yesterday was like an opening night of a regional atmosphere yesterday, that, the amount of people. And I said, you guys, you guys brought them there. But they're not showing up to see mediocre. They're showing up to see great plays and great players. And that's what we didn't give them yesterday. You know? So I told our guys, it's time to be great. You know, the people are coming up to see you play because of what you've done this year. So don't show mediocrity. That was uh, that was one of the best games that I've been a part of in my career. Just the back and forth and the fight. Uh, just resiliency and kids coming back and getting big hits, making big pitches. You know, most of that was college baseball at its best. The excitement, the atmosphere in our stadium that our kids generated. So. Really proud of our team. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a great team win. 
All right, guys. So I got I to gotta set the stage for you guys on what just made this game just absolutely insane because it, it was a Sunday game. Series was tied 1-1. K-State took game one on Friday night. Texas Tech took game two on, sun, on Saturday afternoon, right? Right. And then on Sunday, obviously this weekend, the weather was just straight-up wind. Wind everywhere, like 30 miles per hour. You wasn't getting anything going left field. You you wasn't getting none. Offense was going to be very hard to come by at these series. I talked to the Texas Tech head coach, uh, Tim Tadlock. He said offense is going to be very hard to come by because of the weather that's going on right here in Manhattan, Kansas. So what made this game crazy was there was four lead changes in this game. You had K-State was on the board first for the very first time in the series. In the I want to say the first inning, then Texas Tech took the lead. Then all of a sudden, it was like they took like a, I want to say like what, a three-run three lead at that point, John? It was like 5-2. Yeah, it was like 5-2. It was 5-2. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, because like, it was a 10-8 game. K-State won 10-8. And I want to say like half of K-State's runs were like from from being walked in or from being a hit by pitch. There wasn't a lot of hits. I think they had 10 runs on nine hits. Well, Texas total. Tech allowed, I believe, around six or seven walks. Yes, yes. And that's what's, and that's what's crazy because on Saturday what gave them the W is like they had 14, they had 14 strikeouts. Texas Tech against K State, they was like we were we were swinging and missing fourteen Ks on Saturday. And then all of a sudden, and zero walks <coughs> on Friday. But K State found a way to win that game anyway. I want to say they had they had I think four total walks in the Saturday's game that came late into the game, and and then all of a sudden Sunday was insane. You had mm-hmm. guys they had uh, there was eight pitching changes too. John uh, Texas Tech changed their pitcher. Eight different times. My no one goodness. could get the job done on the mound. You had bases being loaded, only one out. You had runs being walked in because no one could get the batter out. You had two guys that was hit by a pitch that also resulted in a run being in. And, and then also wild pitches. That was how K, That's how K-State scored half of their runs. It was being walked in because the bases were loaded and they still couldn't get nobody out. It was because we were getting hit by pitches or it was just a wild pitch in general. I want to say two of the runs scored, especially in crunch time, I want to say like bottom of the seventh. Two of them wild pitches we were able to advance runners and one of them was the tying score. And it was just ridiculous. We were like, oh my gosh, like Texas Tech is doing everything they can to give this game away to shoot themselves in the foot they were shooting themselves in the foot and it's insane like and even and even before Kate State was able to get the lead and keep the lead we went down by two more runs because um I want to say Ty Rule he came he came in for um Colin Rothermel he he pitched the first four innings and Ty Rule came in he was handling his business right then he had two guys on base with uh, I want to say either one out or no outs one of the guys on base, it could have been an easy out, but the wind caught the ball, and unfortunately it landed it landed fair. Okay, So you had two guys on, nobody outs. Head coach Pete Hughes was like, all right, I'm not taking any chances. This is a chess match going on here because the winner of this series has huge implications not only for Kansas State but for Texas Tech as well in the Big 12 standings, not right? Just, not just in the Big 12, but also postseason. Postseason, in, post-season well. in general. This was a huge series for both teams, and they were coaching like it. So they got entire um, – Ty Rule, he was, you know, head coach P. Hughes, he took him out, right? And so comes in Tyson Neighbors. Tyson Neighbors has been a dog. Chicken Nuggets. Chicken Nuggets. That Tyson's man has, he's been nuggets. a dog, okay? A dog. He's on, he's on the watch list for a stopper of the year. 
literally he, one he, of the best closers in the country. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. He he just finds, what is it, two or three innings, mm-hmm. the last two or three innings, and he just shuts them out. It's it's, it's incredible. Crazy. And I'm t- like, bro, this this is this is the this is the man who has the arm for major league. He, he's a major league talent. He he is consistently throwing like 94, 95 mile per hour fastballs. I think he got up to 99 at some point this weekend. Mm-hmm. He's fanning dudes with 99 mile per hour fastballs. And there's not, there not a lot of dudes in college baseball right now that's doing it like that. Mm-mm. There's not. And to have that luxury, to have that man as your closer, I'm telling you, he's literally one of the best in the country, and he's being on the watch list for it. So he came in, uh, I want to say, top of the top of the seventh, right? Only one out. You had two guys on, and he was already starting to fan, fan this dude. I think uh, Texas Tech, I think his name was Green. He didn't have a hit pretty much all week, and then all of a sudden on an 0-2 pitch, Kid swung, got a home run. It was a 3-1 home run that got them up, I want to say, two over us after we had gotten the lead. And it was like, oh, crap. I don't know what we're going to do about this. But I was like, but Tyson, I asked him, I asked him about this after the game. I was like, yo, where was your, where was your mentals at after you gave up that, after you gave up that home run after being ahead in the count? He said, you know, it's, uh, you just got to trust the guys behind me, you know, just going to pretty much get it done. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I can't remember word for what the man said, but it was something on the, um, on those lines, right? So, but still, he continued to be the dog that he is. He already got, all right, two more outs. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Damage has been done by Texas Tech. Then all of a sudden, that's when guys was getting walks, guys get hit by pitches, and then wild pitches has caused us to get it done. And then all of a sudden, you still, I want to say, at the, at, the bottom of the, at the bottom of the eighth, you mm-hmm. had Brendan Jones that I want to say the hero. He solidified. It was still tied at that point. Then he hit a two RBI triple. The man had not had a single hit. All weekend, and all of a sudden, the man was the hero of the weekend, yep. complete hero, and that got them up ten to eight in this game. Well, nine eight. It, meant it was they, it, it was nine eight, and they had another one, uh, like, yeah, an, like insurance an insurance run, didn't they? Yeah, an insurance kind of sacrifice. So yeah, it, it, ga- wow. it gave them it gave them the lead. Brendan Jones gave them the lead. Still, nonetheless, the man was the hero. So the, like the top players of this game was Brendan Jones, without a doubt, and then Tyson Neighbors that sealed the deal for us. Because even then, like Tyson Neighbors had two out. One guy got walked before uh, this kid named um, Gavin Cash. Gavin Cash for Cash. Texas Tech. That kid cold, bro. He's batting like over 350. The Texas Tech's offense in general is insane, right? So it was already a two a two run a two run deficit for them. The tying room was at the place with Gavin Cash being the, like one of the best hitters that they have, and then easy peasy Tyson Neighbors fanned him for the final out. Just, it was it was it was just, straight strikes. One two three. That's it. Just made it like it's no big deal. Like it was no big deal. That's, that's just how cool that man is when he's on it. Every time he gets an out, the dude, just like all the coolness goes out the window, he gets pumped, bro. When the game's on the line, he's on his prime. I like that. I like that. I got that from Dude Perfect. I'm sorry. Yo, no, it's okay. I watch too much It's Dude okay. Perfect. It's okay. And that is perfectly fine. But I got I know I'm on IG Live, and I have to end it just so I can read this real quick. So people on my IG Live, I will be right back. But um, Brian Smoller, he sent us this, this uh, message just before – that he had from D1 Baseball it says the Wildcats hosted Texas Tech this past weekend for a series that could have massive ramifications come Selection Monday. K State won two of three from the Red Raiders and now sit two full games ahead of Texas Tech in the Big 12 standings. KSU also improved its RPI position with a 10 spot increase over the past week to go to a 13 and 8 road record. A 4 and 7 record versus RPI top 50 is still an issue for KSU, but if the Wildcats finish in the top four. 
in the Big 12. And the RPI continues to improve from the 57. It is right now. Everything else will take care of itself right now. Kansas State is tied for second place with Oklahoma State in the Big 12 standings with West Virginia in first place. With a record of 11-7 and in conference play, the most wins in Big 12 play since 2012-2013. We already knew what happened back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was when K-State last won the Big 12 championship. So I, I, I am loving the energy that's, that's, that's been poured to the baseball team, not just with the fans, but just just with themselves as well. Just, just the, the passion and the energy and like it's the it's the all-around mentality of uh we wanted it more and they they proved it prove a series that they want that they wanted the extra run they wanted to be extra uh, out on defense so fantastic performance all around absolutely and head coach Pete Hughes he said he wants them to be a national program national programs play well on the road they win road games they win series like these and they get ranked K-State is now ranked 22 after that game and national programs make regionals and hopefully K-State will be on their way after one hell of a series still got, against 14 right Texas State. Still got a lot of work to be done. Still. You got Wichita State tomorrow. They're, mm-hmm. they're a really good team. They were in the top 25 yeah. uh, last week. Then you got Oklahoma State in a series, TCU in a series. Uh, you probably have to win one of those two series to keep yourselves in tournament consideration. For sure. But you know, we got confidence in the Batcats. You know what I mean? So their next game, of course, tomorrow against um, Wichita State and then they will be back at home at Toyton Family Stadium this weekend, taking on Southern Missouri. I will be covering that game, so if y'all going to roll up, say what up to your girl, you feel me? And then also, the week after that will be TCU at Toyton Family Stadium as well. So fill up them seats, baby. But we will be right back because we still got to talk about NFL Draft Weekend where we saw four Wildcats taken this weekend and someone else that... I'm very, very excited about is now a Dallas Cowboy, baby. Don't go anywhere. We'll be talking more about that when we come back. This is Wildcat 91.9. You belong. Welcome back to Run It Back here on Wildcat 91.9. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and joined with me is none other than John Grove. Hey, hey. Yo, I'm sorry. This song, this is this is it back slaps. to elementary school, bro. It this is This is the back in the day. You learn to pop, lock, and drop it when I probably was too young to pop, lock, or drop anything. But still, this thing is a, it's a banger. It's a banger, y'all. But anyway, if y'all missed the first few minutes of the show, it's okay because I post all my shows on Spotify and Apple Music, okay, called Running Back with Jazz. All right, just look me up. It's all good if you missed anything, but we did talk about K-State baseball absolutely doing the damn thing, beating number 14th-ranked Texas Tech this past weekend. I was I was behind the camera. I was doing sidelines, so I had all things K-State baseball. I had all the goods. I had all that. I got the inside, you know what I mean? I don't need to toot my horn, horn, but like toot toot, you feel me? Toot toot. But anywho, things that we must discuss, all right? The NFL draft started on Thursday and went through this weekend. 
And I got to say, John, it was damn entertaining, if I do say so myself. It was very entertaining. Uh, just with the atmosphere itself in Kansas City, the most, uh, the most atten- the highest attended NFL draft in history. Wasn't it like, uh, was it over 300 people? Over 300,000 people? 312,000. Sheesh. All in Kansas City. My goodness. At, yeah, at Union Station as well. Like they, they organized that almost to perfection. I know there's been a few rumbles here and there. There were some parking, parking issues. Sure. But, you know, that's what you're going to get most of the time when, when you're in downtown Kansas City. Yeah, and I was, I was, bro, I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go. One of my cousins, you know, we're going to go we'll go there early. So I think we would have had, like, a good place to stand and all. But once again, Amarillo holding me hostage like they had me in the back of a damn truck. Hey, hey. Couldn't hey, let me go. Hey, you, you still got to join in our coverage. I, I know. If I didn't go to Kansas City, I would, you know, at least be in the studio with you guys. But I couldn't even do that. But like like you said, John, I was able to able to call. I wanted to call as soon as Dallas gave their pick. But then y'all ended it at the 20th pick because y'all was getting tired. Oh, no. Bums! I, I, oh, okay, so I, I I was one of a few of I was able to keep on going. Colby, Colby got exhausted mm-hmm. after the 15th pick or something like that, and pretty much after the Bears selected. Uh, and, then, and then AJ left, and then Anthony and I, we were just talking, and we were like, okay, we'll just finish watching the rest of the draft uh, because he also had some homework to catch up on as well. But uh, the way we reacted to Felix getting drafted, it was like, okay, with the, with the Bengals getting Murphy out of Clemson, the, the defensive end out of Clemson, it was mm-hmm. like, okay. So Fe- you Fe- got Fe- to be got Felix. It. Felix has got to end up in Kansas City. Like, it has to. And then, and then uh, if the name was announced, uh, the Chiefs selected Felix, and we, and we just lost our minds. Honestly, I can only imagine, bro, because – I because that was what I was waiting for. I wasn't still watching the draft at that point because I was just wanting to check my phone. I was like, all I'm caring about is if Felix gets picked right now. And, and, and look, I'm happy saying this as a Broncos fan. Yeah, all right? I, I am a Broncos fan, but I, it's great seeing Felix not only go back to uh, go back home, play for his hometown team. Uh, well, even he's at least Summit, but it's close enough. Yeah. Um, just just seeing some of those connections that he's had in the past, getting the opportunity to play at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, and uh, and as well, it's also the the first uh, first uh, Wildcat to be drafted in the first round since 2009 as well. So it was it was all around a big win. It was just honestly, I can't even imagine like Anthony's reaction when when y'all were sitting here because when Felix got his name called, I can only imagine because I know obviously we are we are in Chiefs country. That's that's just something that we, we both I mean, gotta get used to. Yeah. Well, we both we both know this. We both know this. But I was happy for you guys because I'm like, you know, that's that's real dope. Because honestly, I was able to get a clip of all the guys drafted. Which shockingly enough, all the guys drafted were drafted to their like hometown or that, state that's team. Crazy. That is an absolutely insane. But here, I got feelings after he got drafted and what he was saying to Chiefs Kingdom and all those who may not be familiar with the talent in South Central Illinois today. Crews remain at the site near Springfield on Interstate 55. A dust storm hit the area, dramatically bringing down visibility, causing a chain reaction crash. Fire officials say they have their work cut out for them. Get these vehicles off the roadway as rapidly as we can in case there is another hot spot. But yes, the fire is extinguished at this time. Seven people have been found dead in Oklahoma in connection to the search for two missing teenagers. Officials say the bodies of a 14-year-old and 16-year-old, both girls, were discovered at a 
property in Elkmulgee County on Monday, along with five others. Mortgage fees will increase for those with high credit scores and fall for those with lower scores under a Biden administration plan enacted today. The White House says the goal is to create more affordable housing. I'm Brian Shook. You're never, you're never gonna get me chanting that. No, probably not. Me neither. But you know, it's still fine because I'm, I'm not, I'm not a Chiefs fan. Okay, I, I, I will admit that I'm not from here. I'm, I'm, I'm just not a Chiefs fan. But she's a Texas girl. I'm a Texas girl, baby. But, but every time I see 91, I'm assuming. I hope he gets number 91. Every time I see him lined up at DE, I'm gonna get really excited. To I think see he him. got number 97, but I could be wrong. But I, did, I mean, I did see him hold up a jersey, but I don't know. I feel like those could change by the time, you know, training yeah. camp starts because numbers, I, dudes have been changing their numbers ever since the NFL announced, like, hey, you can change your numbers. It's, yeah, it's not like you, you, you have to keep a number forever. It's just whenever yeah. that spot opens, you can potentially get. So yeah, cause, we'll like, unless someone who yeah. has 91 now, I don't know who that is, gets cut, and he's going to be like, uh, hello, me, me, me. I'm next to have 91. That could totally happen. But I don't know. But either way, either way, as soon as I see Felix line up at DE in a Kansas City Chiefs jersey, I'm going to be tuned. I'm going to be tuned to hell in. I will. I will. I will fully and utterly say that. I just want I want to see that man succeed, okay? I want to see all the Wildcats that were drafted, undrafted, or rookie minicamp. I want to see them all succeed, bro. I will root for Felix in almost all but two games. That's fair. That's fair. That's that's no, that's 100% fair. And it's only the defense who I'm rooting for. All right. Yeah, all right. like if you have 15 games to root for Felix, okay? The other two out of the 17, we won't have to talk. You don't have to talk no, to him about that. I'm burn I burned bridges already, <laughs> so that's okay. That's okay. I understand. You, we, we are here. Okay, we are in, we are in uncharted territories when it comes to our teams. Okay, we, we both understand where we're coming from, John. But okay, not only Felix was he was the number one, he was the first round draft, the first one since was it Josh Freeman? Josh Freeman in two thousand and nine, right? Yeah. And now <clears throat> up next you had. Um, Julius Brent, I think he was like the fourth pick in the second round. He was he was high up there. He was he was, he was high very up high there. up there in the second round, and people knew that he thought that he you know he potentially could have gone in the first round as well with Felix. But you know things go where they need to go. But it turns out that Julius Brent was drafted to his hometown in, with the Indianapolis Colts. Once again, insane. We also have a little soundbite from him as well. Him being introduced to. His new fans in Indianapolis. Welcome to Indy, but you're from here. Um, how exciting <laughs> is it to be drafted by your hometown team? And what do you think it can bring this team as far as your cornerback abilities, your athleticism, your length, and um, your uniqueness on that side of the ball? 100%, man. It's, it's crazy. You can't write no better story than this, man. Uh, just first and foremost, man, just give my thanks to God. You know, uh, I feel like this is just nothing but him, you know, just being able to have this opportunity um, to play in my hometown, you know, being a coach fan my whole life, growing up watching, you know, the Peyton man, he's my favorite player growing up with Bob Sanders, you know, so uh, now just to be able to put on that same horseshoe, man, it's, it's nothing short of a blessing, man, and it's, and it's crazy, uh, but I know this is just started, this part, you know, just started the journey. Uh, I'm just ready to get to work, man, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of people had kind of wrote me off, you know, and then past few years I've been at Kansas State uh, and just wanted to show that I am who I say I am. You know, so um, now I'm just looking forward, you know, just going out there and be able to fully compete, man. Be the full competitor that I am. You know, I'm an ultimate competitor. And I just want to win. You know, I want to bring that winning mentality to the, to the coach organization, man, and, uh, and bring us back that Super Bowl. 
See, Julius Brents has been a highlight reel, essentially, in his time at Kansas State. Unfortunately, the only time he gets seen getting smoked is whenever there's a Bryce Young highlight, <laughs> unfortunately. Or Jameer Gibbs. Or this still, but I feel more, more so with Bryce Young because that one throw in the Sugar Bowl. That was impressive. It was, I'm sorry, that was a ridiculous throw. I mean, I understand why ESPN shows it on repeat because... That, that was, was a ridiculous throw. That was first. That was first pick written all over. That was no exactly first draft pick written all number over. one overall pick just written all over. And it was crazy because I was still talking because we were watching the draft, me and my dad, and you know, I told I told him that we didn't have the greatest track record against number one overall picks. You know, uh, and I told him like, bro, I mean, we obviously we got our asses kicked. We know this. We know this against Alabama. But I'm like, bro, one of like. We 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 were playing against two of a top three pick team, okay. With you had Bryce Young going num- number one overall, and then you had Will Anderson, Will Anderson going three overall to the Texans. Okay, I was like, come on, we we did the best we could when we had playing against people that is in the top three picks, and then already you got Jameer Gibbs in the first round already. Okay, so we 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 knew it was gonna be hard. I was <laughs> I was not expecting for the Texans to trade up for the third for the third pick. I was surprised about that too. But I get why they did it though. They got both needs. They got a quarterback and they got they got Will Anderson is and they, he's a dog, bro. And they got them they got they got Stroud and Anderson like right out of a get go. Oh, yeah. Like they oh, yeah. they didn't wait at all. I mean they they seized their opportunity and they were able to pick them up. But nonetheless, uh, I'm happy to see Julius Sprints also picked up. Second Agreed. second round prospect, again, hometown. It just it makes a lot of sense. And I and I did tell Blake on, on Friday night, we were also we were watching round two of a draft. It was like I, I mean, he is from Indianapolis. He could potentially be drafted here. We'll see what they do. And then, all of a sudden, boom. yeah, he's he's just there. So it's it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy seeing these players return home. And it, and it's insane. And bro, it keeps going because keeps Josh going. Hayes, Josh Hayes was picked in the sixth round. I I'm not sure what exact number pick. I want to say what one thirty five. Uh, number one eighty one. One. Okay, I was close. <laughs> not really. Uh, he was picked one eighty one to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Once again, Josh Hayes from Florida. I think he just grew up just uh just outside of Tampa, and he even is, he had an uncle play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is even more insane. So here's here's him talking in his first interview with his new fans in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mean, just getting a phone call, you know, uh, just kind of sitting, waiting around. You know, today started to get a little long for me. So uh, uh, everybody in the house started getting a little loud, just, you know, hanging out. So, so I went upstairs and just kind of turned on the TV and just kind of watching. And then phone started ringing. I saw the 813 and I'm like, man, there's no way. There is no way. So, uh, answer the phone, and I mean, I couldn't. I can't even explain the emotions I felt at that point. I mean, excitement, you know, to relief, just kind of. This is what I've been waiting for my whole life, you know. So, yeah, I mean, nothing like it, truthfully. Now, when you were you waiting for a phone call from this team your whole life? Because I, you know, we we saw where you grew up, you know, yeah. just down the road in, in Lakeland, and and your football journey has taken you so many different places. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, kind of at the point I was at um, a few minutes ago, I mean, I was just kind of waiting for a phone call from anybody, you know. But once I saw that 813 pop up and, you know, being from Florida and then actually having, you know, family members that played in Tampa at Tampa Bay, so it was like, you know, I mean, God God works in mysterious ways. So, you know, it, and like I said, no feeling better. I mean, talk about mysteriously. That's already three guys three from guys. their home state drafted to their – 
that NFL team that they grew up watching is already just completely and utterly insane. And there's still one more. And there's one more. Ooh, it's there's your favorite one, more. one. And it's my favorite one. It's my favorite one. But I gotta. But I gotta wait till after the commercial break to get it because uh. I'm. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. When I'm gonna be excited, y'all gonna hate me. I'm gonna be insufferable to the end of time. When y'all know, hear how excited I am about Deuce Vaughn being a Dallas Cowboy! We'll be right back on Wildcat 919. You belong. Welcome back to Run It Back here on Wildcat 91.9. I am your host, Jasmine Halliburton, and joined with me tonight is John Groves. If you guys missed the first 40 minutes of the show, worry not, it will be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just look up Run It Back with Jazz. You'll find me right there, and you can catch up on whatever that you missed. We did talk about K-State baseball absolutely taking it to Texas Tech, and my dog being the absolute perfect omen of taking a dump in the Lubbock Airport, and that was what led to the K-State win. I think we'll take credit for that one. I'll give him a couple treats when I get back home because he was destiny. Who are we to deny destiny? Then you're going to have to let him out again. That's very true, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But still, we're going to thank him for this dub that we got this weekend. Then we also had the NFL draft this weekend as well, where we had four Wildcats hear their name called, starting with Felix and Yudike Uzama going in the first round to his hometown, Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, yo, I know there's a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans who are just jumping in joy at that pick. And then we had Julius Brintz going in the second round to the Indianapolis Colts. His hometown team as well, okay, already. You know, two's a coincidence. You know, when there's no way it happens a third time. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Josh Hayes. He got drafted in the sixth round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The man is from Florida. He grew up just a couple miles away from Tampa. But oh, wait. Now, but wait. More. But wait. But wait. There's more. There is more, ladies and gentlemen, because Deuce Vaughn, late in the sixth round, was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys! Let's go! Just one of the best running backs, the best players in Kansas State history is now going to have a star on the side of his helmet, ladies and gentlemen. If y'all can't hear by the sound of my voice, I'm excited about this! Because I know a lot of people sleep. A lot of people sleep out there. Don't know what Deuce Vaughn can do. They only see his height. He only see, they only see that he's 5'5", 175 pounds, whatever. But I see it. Y'all see it. They know they got some hell coming their way in a 5'5 package. Do you feel me? The man's a Dallas Cowboy. I just had to let that out, y'all. I just had to let that out. I just had to let that out because, whoo. The father ooh. and son duo. The father and son duo. And I'll tell you, this, Deuce Vaughn and his father pretty much stole the show. In day three, and okay. Stole everybody's heart. Stole everybody's heart because I, I got I got to play this for y'all. If y'all haven't heard it by now, it's going it's going to tug on your heartstrings, okay? Or it's going to have you sweating out your eyes, or all of a sudden your allergies get really bad, okay? I don't care. I ain't got no judgment, no judgment for you at all. But you just got to hear how wonderful this call was, and even more wonderful. These coming from a Dallas Cowboys fan, but nothing more wonderful for the Vaughn family right here. So take a listen, guys. Hey, buddy. 
Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look at here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got somebody want to speak to you. I got somebody want to speak to you. I don't know when I've been speaking for everybody that's really in the heart of the Dallas Cowboys is standing here with a tear in our eye. We're yes, so sir. happy to have you on the yes, Dallas sir. Cowboys. I can't thank you enough. Well, what I really want to say, you earned every ounce of me being able to make this call. I'm so excited. There's just something magical about this moment that may be bigger than we even realize here talking to you on the phone. But you are now a Dallas Cowboy. Your daddy just handed the card in. Right here. Yes, it's got him on it. Congratulations. Hey, Deuce, Mike McCarthy, congratulations. What's up, Coach? I appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been doing this a long time. This, this is so special for you and your family. Yes, and your family. And if you can, if you could uh, make sure you, you drive, so make sure your dad's on time for work. We'd appreciate it. <laughs> I can do that. Okay. I can do that. Deuce, man, congratulations. One of the coolest things I've ever seen in football was your dad making yes, that call. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So proud of you and family. He won't let you down. I promise you that. He said he won't let you down. I promise you that. And boy, um, you know what? Y'all gonna hear it first right here. Y'all gonna hear it first right here. And I'm not normally a person with hot takes, but damn it, I'm gonna say one right now. This is going to be the best late round pick in NFL history since Tom Brady. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm not saying it's gonna be the same production because obviously Tom Brady is a quarterback and been here for 20 years i get it running backs do not have that same luxury but as far as this being the most underrated pick in the sixth round this man's going to be the best late round pick since tom brady y'all heard it right here right here may 1st 2023 y'all check back with me in 10 years and just see where Deuce Vaughn is at and maybe where he's brought the Cowboys. I'm not going to be all up in his like, oh, look at us. We have 10 Super Bowls <laughs> since then. I ain't going to say nothing all that. But I will say <clears throat> this, man, because we all know. I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. I know I'm preaching to the absolute cry. Everybody in Manhattan, in Kansas, knows what Deuce Vaughn can do. But those these are for the people who don't know, who for some reason is listening to me right now. This is is the best pick in the draft. Obviously, I'm biased. I understand that. But considering that if this man was only four inches taller, he would be a first round, if not an early second round draft pick. Easily. 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 But the fact that he's now with the Dallas Cowboys, I'm just... I just she's, she's trying to hold it together. I just... The, the smile on my face when I heard this, it was it was still, it was on a, it was on, I think it was on Saturday. Was it Sunday maybe? Saturday. It was on Saturday, right? And Mitch Fortner, a worker that came in, you know, oh, we were both yeah. at the game. He does the announcing, you know, I was in the press before the game. He had the draft going on his iPod or on his iPad right in front of us. And he was like telling me, he's like, okay, okay, Dallas is up next. Okay. Okay. The pick is in. We were both looking at each other. We're both rocking back and forth. And I was just waiting for him to let me know. 
who Dallas picked in the sixth round. I was like, they gotta get Deuce right. They gotta get Deuce right. Please tell me it's Deuce. I just kept looking back at him. Everyone else in the in the in the press box was just looking at us, be like, oh my god, what the hell are they gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, is it um, they 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 invested now as well? Then all of a sudden, I see Mitch just jump back in his chair and start jumping back and forth, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And he's like, he got Deuce. We got Deuce. I was like, yes. Just us jumping in the middle of the press box. The only two people. Everyone oh looking gosh. to the side, like, what the hell going on? And all of a sudden, you hear the people talking outside, like, oh, Deuce to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm like, there is nothing. There was nothing that could wipe the smile off my face, knowing was, was, that this man's coming to Dallas. Was Troy Coverdale there? Or? No, he was no, not he there. Was not. He was not there. But <sighs> I, t- I told y'all. I, I mean, I told, I tweeted. I tweeted out at at Jasmine3h on Twitter. I tweeted out every single time. Be like, yo, it'd be crazy if he was a Dallas Cowboy. I'd be like, you know, it'd be, it would be real cool if he was. It's all these stories. Be like, I'm just saying, this man's gonna be a Dallas Cowboy. There will be a Wildcat drafted to the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. Book it right now. I said it. I said it. Damn it. And then it happened. And it happened to be the best, the the best Wildcat that we have on this team. But he only was drafted in the sixth round because of his height. Man, man, oh man! I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited. I've never been more excited for for um those those damn preseason games. I've never been more excited for an NFL preseason game <laughs> ever, ever in my damn life have I ever been excited to watch a preseason game. But I will be sitting down and ready to watch when Deuce Vaughn touches the ball. Because Tony Pollard, I don't know where his health is at right now. He broke his leg against the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs. So I don't know where he's going to be at. He more than likely is not going to play in the pre in the preseason game, which he better the hell not. But I already know they won't do that because he's RB1 right now. But people people going to get a taste of Deuce Vaughn for the very first think, time, and I'm so excited. I, I, I think Vaughn should fit. And seeming, seeming he seamlessly, he I should say. He's going to be the best backfield in football. We're one of the best with him and Tony Pollard. <laughs> He's already making a commitment to Tony Pollard as we're lead back. I mean, you also have Malik Davis and uh, Rico, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's his last name? I don't even think we have him anymore. Rico Daddle? Oh, Daddle? Da- yeah, Daddle. Yeah, I, don't, yeah I, think he's, I think he's gone. Uh, okay. But it's fine. Deuce, yeah, Deuce, Deuce. Deuce is RB2, bro. He's RB2. Let's just get this. This it's confirmed, okay? They're going to be one of the best running back duos in the NFL, and people have been. And I know a lot of Eagles fans. I've been peeping it too. A lot of people, Eagles fans, have been talking so much. Jack Diddley squad be like, you know, we we got we got Jordan Davis, we got Jalen Carter, we Basically, got we got, we got the Georgia entire Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldog defense. They're gonna flatten Deuce. I'll be like, baby, you can't flatten Deuce if you can't catch him. I'm just saying. I'm like, we <laughs> you ain't got y'all. Just gonna have to wait. They're- y'all just gonna have to wait. Damn it out. Oh. Their running back room is going to bring speed, explosiveness, big playability outside of tackles oh. out as well. Oh goodness! I'm telling. Once it's going to be the same thing like it is there, like it was here. You get dudes coming out of the backfield one v one against a linebacker. I don't care who that it's linebacker is. He is going to eat. He is going to feast and leave no crumbs left on the table. And he's going to be doing it with the Cowboys on his chest. With a star on the side of his helmet, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh, oh! Woo! I'm sorry, y'all. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. Y'all got to turn y'all volume down as I'm talking about this. I get it. and I understand. Oh my gosh. But I just y'all can't. Y'all don't feel the way that I feel, and y'all never. And y'all can't. And y'all can't feel the way that I feel. And don't now don't I and don't let this man can. bring us a Super Bowl. Don't let this man bring us a Super Bowl because if y'all think I'm insufferable now, well, I will never shut the hell up. Okay, we're we're oh, we're never. avoiding the wrap of Deuce Vaughn. I'm looking at, at, at the Broncos schedule, so thank goodness. Yeah, y'all be fine for now, for <sighs> now. 
Because the way Deuce Vaughn can play, he already said it. Like, the way he, like how he plays and him being his height and being that small is an advantage. How he can protect his body. This is a, this is a man who could be playing running back for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Or do something to torch people for a very long time. He ain't got to run between the tackles. We know that. We know that. I'm just, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Y'all. We got, we got like eight minutes left in the show, seven minutes left in the show, and I can't spend that entire time just gushing over the fact that Deuce Vaughn is a Dallas Cowboy. If y'all haven't I'm heard sure that, Deuce Vaughn is spend, a Dallas Cowboy. I'm sure you can spend days on it, though. I can spend days. I can spend days. I can. I already watched. I already seen every every snap, every every cut the man has made, every touchdown that has gone on the board because of him, every block that he's been made. They're talking about his ability to block. I'm like, I don't know, man. He was able, he pancaked a couple of guys this season. We done seen it. We done seen it. I made a whole TikTok about him pancaking a dude from KU on with, with a jet sweep from Elite Knowles into the end zone. I saw that. We all saw that. So it's there. It's there. But it's fine. I'm telling you, I I could spend I could spend a long time talking about this, but I can't. I can't. I won't. Cause this is cause this is going to be. If I didn't say it before, this is this is the last show. This is the last show of Running Back on Wildcat 919. That is that where's is tonight. The, where's the sad music when you need it? You know what? You're so right, John. We we on one. Why not? Why not one last time? Okay. <laughs> Even though this is not like, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that because it happened. It uh, happened uh, yes, that's exactly. That that's what, what it is. You know what I mean? I'm gonna still go out on a high note. I know it sucks that I haven't been here for the last three weeks or else I would have had three more weeks to have a show. But say la vie, it is what it is. You know what I mean? But it's okay. It's okay. I'm happy I've had it. I had two years at Wildcat 91.9, but I'm doing all this spiel like this is the last final minute that we have of this show, and it's not. You know what I mean? But it's okay. It's mm-hmm. still okay. We're going to get to it in a minute, but still Naruto music for one last time before we start getting hype again. If y'all haven't seen Naruto, if y'all want your heartstrings not to be tugged on or your allergies to suddenly flare up, don't watch it. Was it even an though anime or something? Oh, it is an anime. It's probably, okay. probably one of the best animes ever. Even though I know it's mainstream, you know, whatever. To all the other extreme anime watchers. Whatever. Okay, dweebs. I'm just playing. I'm a dweeb as well. But still, one of my favorites. Anime. Awesome show. But damn it, it will make you cry at some point. If it doesn't, you're just not a real human person. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. I'm not really a big anime guy. You sh- it's never too late, John. It's never too late. I got into anime as a sophomore in college, and look at me, a dweeb. <laughs> okay? It, it, it hits everybody, damn it. It hits everybody, and it's okay. So, obviously, I'm a woman of many talents of anime and sports. I'm, I'm different. I'm built like that. I'm built like that, and I'm different, okay? But still, we have five minutes left of the show. I wanted to get to at least a little bit, because I know, John, you we talked about this a little bit. NBA playoffs, basketball is my realm. I'm probably the only person here that knows the most basketball at this station. Um, but uh, Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings had to be probably the best playoff series so far. It was the only one that went to Game 7. It was one of the few that really had some zestiness, that had some spice, where you just knew it's at some point well, something was going to pop off. Well, definitely some spice, considering that the Warriors and Kings are rivals. Yeah, they are now. And in the, in the Kings, like, if they, if they weren't playing against the Warriors, I would totally have, like, cheered for the Kings. Because this is their first playoffs since, like, what, 2006, I want to say? Yeah. Some ridiculous amount of time, and it's the first time they've been in the playoffs, because they've sucked. They have sucked. They sucked. Sucked for a very, very long time. And if they weren't going against the Warriors, I would absolutely be cheering for them. Because, but I love the Warriors. Call me a bandwagon. I am not. I just like how they, they, they play. They play basketball differently, and they've done that ever since 
ever since. I'm sorry, since Steve Kerr took over. And Steph Curry started being, you know, Wardell Stephen Curry, you feel me? But uh, he dropped 50 points in the Game 7 win over Sacramento, beating them 120-100. to It was embarrassing. It was an ass-beating. That's the most points anyone has dropped in a Game 7 in an NFL, in an, in, excuse me, in an NBA playoff game. The first one was Kevin Durant with 48, and mind you, that went into overtime. He got that in 2021 playing for the Nets, playing against the Milwaukee Bucks, who went on to win the national championship that year. So now that title is currently with Steph Curry with 50 points in a Game 7 to close out the Sacramento Kings. And my God, my God, it was ooh, it was ugly in that Game 7. But now they will go on to play the Los Angeles Lakers. And what I'm calling that the Battle of the OGs because it's going to be LeBron and it's going to be Steph. Once again, meeting in the playoffs. And there can only be one OG left standing. Mm-hmm. There can only there can only be one. Who that would be? I really don't know. I really do not know who's going to be coming out of this one. John, do you have any idea? Lakers or the Warriors? I have no idea. I'd probably lean towards the Warriors since they have more weapons to rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, you don't know what you could get out of LeBron here or there. We'll see what happens. But holy smokes! I mean, Steph Curry he had fifty points 50 in Game points. Seven. In Sacramento, that's crazy. In in Sacramento at that, because the Warriors have been absolutely booty on the road in all season, but they were able to get two like two games on the road in Sacramento, the most hostile place that had any playoff games in this like in this postseason is absolutely ridiculous. Me, I don't know who's gonna win this uh, next series with the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers. The Lakers defense is a lot better than Sacramento, so we'll see. But still, I feel like now that's a different type of confidence because the Warriors came back from being down 0-2 to win this series in a Game 7. I I don't know, y'all. I do not know, but it was utterly ridiculous. But guys, this is still, this is going to be it for me, man. This is the last time I'm going to play Seeing Green at the end of the show. At the station. At the the station, you're right. This is not the last time y'all going to hear my voice. Y'all ain't going to get rid of me that damn easily, okay? I'm still, I'm still have- be, I'm still probably gonna do Kobe's show on Thursday. Okay, I'm still gonna be here during the summer. Or John, he's gonna have his Woo! show debut on Tuesdays, right, my man? That's right. That's right. He's gonna have his show. He's gonna have his thing popping. Okay, so y'all not gonna, y'all not gonna not hear me. Okay, y'all not gonna not hear me. I know it's a double negative, but that's how I'm gonna do it. Okay, so y'all still gonna hear this voice. This is just gonna be the last time I'm gonna say run it back on Wildcat 919. Please hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram at Jasmine3H. That is Jasmine with a Z and an S. John, where can people find you real quick? John Grove 2 minus VH on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Once again, guys, I want to thank you for listening in. I want to thank all my friends and family who have supported me these past couple years being on the show. My mom being on IG Live and telling all of our friends and family that, yo, she's on. And all the lovely compliments that they give me while I'm during the show. I really, really appreciate it. So once again, for the last time, this has been Run It Back on Wildcat 91.9. You belong. See y'all next time.